Blog Talk Radio. I'm continuing now our series titled Wisdom for Happy, Successful Living. This is an esoteric study of selected parables of Jesus. This particular session concerns the parable of the mustard seed. And since this is a parable and a series in the study of parables, it is well that we review our definition. According to Reverend Ike, that eminent authority, a parable is a two-story story, one story being obvious, or exoteric, E-X-O-T-E-R-I-C, the other story being esoteric, E-S-O-T-E-R-I-C, or within the story. And it's interesting, as we study the parables, to be alert to the fact that there is a story inside of the story. There is another story running parallel. And in studying parables, we are not to miss the story within the story, the parallel story, the comparison story. But I like my own definition of parable, a two-story story. I'd never heard it said that way before. And I think we see that this is happening in our study of the parables. Let us go right away into some more introductory comments about the interpretation of the Bible as a whole. Now, the Bible is really a two-story story. Some people get so hung up on the external Moses and Adam and Abraham and the external Jesus and never stop to think that every character in the Bible, every event in the Bible, everything in the Bible is a two-story story. Jesus is not just a historical figure. If that's the only story of Jesus that you know, the historical Jesus, then you don't know Jesus. As a matter of fact, I'll go so far as to say this. If the only Jesus you know is the Jesus of the theologians, you definitely don't know Jesus. There is the inner Jesus. Jesus, the Son of God, meaning the consciousness of consciousness. Because the Son of God is the consciousness of consciousness, the awareness of awareness. God is awareness. I am God, the Bible says. I am, meaning formless awareness. And the awareness of that awareness is the Son of God. And Jesus, the person, the historical figure, is the realization and the demonstration of who and what every man is in God and what God is in every man. Jesus is the reflection of who you really are. And if you don't find yourself in Jesus and Jesus in yourself, then you've never found Jesus. Let us go now directly into the parable of the mustard seed which is found in the gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter, the 31st through the 32nd verses. This parable is from the lips of the Master Jesus. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed, in his field, which is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs. And becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. The parable of the mustard seed here belongs to that group of parables of Jesus referred to as the kingdom of heaven parables because it mentions the kingdom of heaven. In the kingdom of heaven parables, we constantly hear Jesus saying, the kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of heaven is like unto, 
And so let's first of all find the key, the meaning to the term kingdom of heaven as used in this parable and as used in the parable of the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of heaven in this parable means the mind and its processes. The working of the mind of God in man. The working of the mind of God in man. I'm giving you this key so that you will know what to look for when you read and study the kingdom of heaven parables. You know, it's good to know what you're looking for, isn't it? When you know what you're looking for, you'll recognize it when you find it. If you don't know what you're looking for, then you may not recognize whatever you find. So, in all of the kingdom of heaven parables, look for the lesson, the inner lesson, the story within the story, which shows, which illustrates the mind and its processes. The working of the mind of God in man. So, when Jesus says... The kingdom of heaven is like, or the kingdom of heaven is like unto, it really means the mind and its processes are like this. The working of the mind of God in man is like this. With that in mind, let us study with new insight the parables and in this session, the parable of the mustard seed. In this parable, a grain of mustard seed symbolizes an infinite divine idea which appears to mortal sense to be of little or no account. It looks more like a speck. From its size, mortal sense would judge it to be of little or no account. But yet, the type of mustard seed that Jesus was talking about, that particular species, when that seed germinated and grew to maturity, it was a great big plant. What does this tell us? This tells us that a divine idea or an idea period is so many times discounted by mortal minds. So many good ideas have been discounted. Oh, that's no good. Oh, that'll never work. Oh, you can't do that. And many times people have missed great blessings because they themselves have discounted the divine ideas, the divine inspirations given to them within. Or they have been dissuaded from their divine ideas or their inspirations by others. I always talk about the Wright brothers, Orville and Wilbur, who are the forerunners of the science of aerodynamics. It is because of them, to a great measure, that the giant airplanes fly through the skies at hundreds of miles an hour and even twice the speed of sound and more. The last time I went to London, I flew nonstop on the Concorde in three and one quarter hours. And it was interesting because the captain tells you when you reach the speed of sound and he tells you when you reach twice the speed of sound and we kept dipping over to more than twice the speed of sound. And there we were, flying through the skies, eating silly mignon, deserting on strawberry shortcake. And just to think that all of this came from a silly idea of two young brothers in a bicycle shop in Ohio, Orville and Wilbur Wright who looked out of the door of their bicycle shop and saw birds flying and got the idea, the silly idea, the crazy idea. Birds fly over the rainbow. Why then, oh, why can't I? And so they began to fashion some kind of flying contraption. Their first flight lasted less than a minute. 
and didn't get up as high as the treetop. Their father was an eminent clergyman, a bishop, and when he learned that his boys had the stupid, silly, crazy, ungodly, quote-unquote, idea of manufacturing something that man could fly in, he said, quote, Lying is reserved only for the angels. Man will never fly. It is blasphemy to think that man could fly. Unquote. Oh, but do you see that seed of an idea that was planted deep into the consciousness of Orville and Wilbur Wright? They wouldn't even let the preacher stop them. And let me tell you, some of the worst idea killers are preachers. Happened to be his father. And may I say, some of the worst good idea killers are your relatives. That's why I have the habit of not telling people most of the time what I'm going to do. I go into my secret closet and shut the door and talk to God and listen while God talks to me. And then I tell the world what I'm doing or uh, what I've already done. By the time the world finds out what I'm doing, it's all over but the shouting. In the parable of the mustard seed, the seed represents idea, good idea, divine idea. Any idea is a seed of some kind, good, bad, indifferent, negative, or positive. And whenever the Holy Spirit plants a good idea in your mind, one of the first things that you had better decide is whether or not you should tell anybody. And if so, who? With some ideas, maybe you should be like the preacher down in Atlanta, Georgia that sings, you don't know what the Lord told me. Be very careful because you see, Herod always seeks to kill the Christ child. Here again, that's a story within the story that the theologians never understood. Herod attempting to kill the Christ child. It means the negatives in the world mind trying to kill out the God ideas, the good ideas. Herod represents doubt, negativity that attempts to kill out good, the young child, the young idea, God's fresh idea. So be careful how you expose your ideas and your good intentions. In a prayer service like this, it's a good place for you to come where you have prayerful support. And this is why we're getting so much action around here because we're all prayerfully supportive of everything that we're doing. This is one of the reasons we have to be careful about how we rattle our traps. Don't tell everything. Know when to tell what and who to tell it to. So Orville and Wilbur Wright didn't even listen to their daddy, the bishop, because the bishop said it was blasphemy to think that man should fly. But I've got news for you. Man should do everything that God does because God is in man. The master Jesus said it so plainly to his disciples or to the disciplined powers of his mind. The works that I do shall you do also and greater works. Think about that. Back to the mustard seed. A grain of mustard seed symbolizes an infinite divine idea which appears to mortal sense to be of little or no account. Go back of all of the great accomplishments of mankind and of any man and you will find that at one time that great accomplishment was a little old crazy idea as far as mortal sense is concerned. In the early days of this great nation, USA, immigrants came from parts of the world raggedy in the steerage of great ships with nothing but great ideas. And they came and founded great financial and industrial dynasties, which to this very day give employment and prosperity to millions. Every great person that you see, every great enterprise that you see, I want you to become sensitive to the fact that behind all of this greatness was a small idea like a mustard seed. One of the things that the parable of the mustard seed tells us is this. 
Don't discount the power of an idea. Do not underrate the power of an idea. Come to a greater respect for ideas. Come to a proper appreciation for naked ideas. People say to me so many times, Reverend Ike, what are you doing to help the poor people? Are the one that I love. What are you doing to help the black people? And I usually say the same thing that I'm doing to help people. I deal in... Oh, what time is it? It's 7 o'clock. Why? What's up? Hindsight time. That's what's up. Hindsight time. You already Shoot, know. Don't leave me. I'm trying to get my knowledge on, too. That good old knowledge without a college, bro. Don't be stingy with the knowledge. You walking on slow? Let's get the hard stepping. You know what time it is. Those who don't listen, special. Real special. Real special. You know, I ain't old as I look, but I'm never too old to get that knowledge. You are now listening to Hindsight Radio. everybody what's going on uh hope everybody's doing well let me just check my mic real quick all right it's working i got a backup way to check it without having to ask you guys if it's working um i hope everybody's doing good like i said before you're listening to the hindsight radio the truth tuesday show with your host akeem l And as always, giving you right knowledge, right spiritual knowledge, teaching you how to use your mind, and teaching you how to think correctly. Uh, I realize that that is probably one of the major things that people are having an issue with, thought processes, thinking properly. On our meeting on Sunday in the private membership, at the end of it, his brother blurted out, they rejected me for my passport. That's what he blurted out. So my question was, what did the letter say? You know, those of you who are not familiar with my passport process or familiar with it at all, Um, or may not realize the depth of knowledge that I have on the passport process. If you get rejected, I know you got a letter, and they tell you why. They let you know why they're not giving you that passport, okay? They let you know that. Right out the gate, they're going to tell you why it could be – because you may have some child support arrearages, or you might have some IRS issues. In a very rare occasion, they might try to say you are a U.S. citizen, and you're going to have to rebut that. They definitely tried it with me and a couple of other people, but, you know, we got through it. But the brother responded and said, I didn't get a letter. I was like, huh? You didn't get a letter, but you got rejected. So what happened? Oh, yeah, they sent me my passport, but it was rejected. Like, you didn't get rejected. And I was like, well, it looks the same as my old one. And I know I've gone over this, like, so many times. I even got put a video up hoping to curb all of those 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 questions. Here's a video to show you what your passport is going to look like. And anybody that don't know, it's at Akimel on YouTube. Just look me up. The YouTube's at what it says. What is your passport going to look like as a national? 
I read the law. I read their their rules saying what it's going to look like. And I'm not going to go into the details of that. But he assumed, now this is brother had a 30-minute consultation with me where I go over, you know, everybody get on my membership. First thing we do is a 30-minute coaching on correcting the nationality. Number one is correcting the passport because I need that passport corrected before you can do the 1041s. I need you to be look like a American national, not a U.S. citizen to even touch that. Although you can do it and be a U.S. citizen and may be fine, but I like protection. And I know that U.S. citizens cannot question the debt. American nationals can, but not a U.S. citizen. My people, it's, it's, it's a prerequisite that you are in the process of correcting that passport before you even touch a 1041. Before you even get the bond that I introduced you to the bond guy, you have to have the name change, which is a part of correcting your status. So what that means is the young brother's mind is not working right. He is probably watching YouTube videos where people say, look, I got five stars, I got this, and I got that. You know, success, real success, true success is silent. It doesn't brag. The true winners, you don't see them. People who want to flash and show off, they they got media. They don't know what success is because people who have rise to a certain occasion, it's so common to them, they don't have to talk about it. Real success is silent. And see, you guys get a little win and y'all want to run around and show everybody, look at me, I'm a national, look at me, I did this and I did. You want to put your little processes on Facebook or whatever, and I notice people who do that. They put these process. Hey, I, I I won this house, but never give you details. If you want this, inbox me. It, it, you know, it's all types of scams. And then, bunch of people run for it. Then you don't hear from them again. And then there'd be a new person doing the same thing. Listen, y'all understand that hindsight radio. We provide real remedy. I provide real remedy. Remedy. People who work with me will provide real remedy. Who work with me. I don't play games with people's minds or money or their time. So that's why people flock to me. Because they done been kicked around like sheep without a shepherd. And they done spent so much money and they, they still confused. There's no confusion here. I, you know, the only confusion I get from people is, is it this simple? Yes, it's that simple. I'm not going to give you 300 pages of a bunch of legalese gibberish for you to put into a case or anything. It's going to be one, maybe two pages tops. If there's exhibits, it's going to be a couple of pages. It does... The truth is very short. The truth is always in a short book, a small book. It gets to the point. And this is the issue with people's mind. They don't understand from truth and falsehood. And the reason why they don't understand because they don't read for themselves. They follow words of people. They follow videos that people put up. And I know I put up videos, but I put up videos showing you where it is. I did a, a, a video on church and religion organizations and the IRS and who's exempt and who's, who's not, and who's got to fill out that form to be 501c3 exempted from tax. And how, if you fill out that form, you are committing uh, to not getting into the political arena or saying anything against the government or you lose your tax status. And I showed how if you are a church, you are automatic. And it says it. It's automatic. Just just having that in your title. I, I, I understand that so many people are spiritually dysfunctional or spiritually blinded and they can't see these things right in front of them. 
someone has to show them, and that's my job. I show you. Now, what you do with what I show you is up to you. Hey, point this, I had a brother call me last week, and he was trying to figure out the, the after, you know, what the line outs was. And he, when I told him, he said, is that simple? I said, yes, sir, it's that simple. That's all it is. It, it, it's, it's this simple. This is all you got to line out. You know, because some people have you line out all of the whole paragraph. Remember the thing says, line out the portion that applies. Not, not the paragraph, the portion that applies. But people don't think it's that simple, so they, you know, they think convoluted. You're going to have to choose. You're going to listen. You're going to be the, the one who listens to the lies or listens to the truth. And I do realize some of people who come on here and listen, they listen to other shows than it, that they know alone known liars. And you wonder why you're confused. There is no way I'm going to spend time listening to people I know that are liars, that have lied, and there's evidence of them lying. And another thing, I'm not listening to anybody who's not producing evidence of what they've done. That's a waste of my time. If you're going to tell me something works, show me where you've done it. And if you can't show me where you've done it and, and have some sense, we can't talk. And that's where you guys need to get. Stop look chasing after rainbows. Stop chasing after the wind. Stop chasing after your tail. Making an ass out of yourself. There's so many people that come to me, yeah, man, they told me I could do this and I could do that. I said, let me ask you a question. The person who told you that, I just had to talk with Gilbert about this. Someone called them up from Florida. They're trying to get the process, the 1041 process, so they're calling him, asking him how they can get rid of the house through taxes. I already knew, but see, I know Gilbert is, see, he's on one side. He deals with mortgages. He know how to get you back in good graces with the mortgage company, get you back on your payment so you don't lose your house. That's his function. He doesn't know in depth what I do over here. Why? He has his lane and I have mine, and we respect it. Now, one thing I know about Gilbert is he delivers. And, a, and another thing I know about him, he got a process that can stop a foreclosure even if it's got a sale date. And he told me he would take that to his grave, and I respect that. I don't need to know it. All I need to know is if I send somebody over here, can you help them? And he's helped people that I've sent him. Keep it, stay in their home. And I worked with him because it was a situation with my old house and they didn't, you know, they, they got tricked into a, a, a modification situation that put them way behind and he fixed that. That's been a year and a half. So I'm a personal testimony as to his abilities. But see, people go to him and, well, yo, what do you know about this and that? And they're trying to get information for free. And he knows has no clue, 1041s and trust. And now he does, he actually, he can put, he puts together trust. He puts together bankruptcies, but on a different level. Yeah, I got away. And then I said, did you ask this guy, do he even own a house? He said, no, he don't own one. So people are trying to save people's houses and they own a house. They don't even know what it's like to even have a mortgage. This is the retardedness that's going on. This is 2021. See, 2020 was to see the truth. Now 2021 is to talk about the truth and to call it what it is. It's called stupidity and being an idiot. When you're sitting up there trying to fix, telling somebody you could help them save a house and you ain't never had a mortgage in your life or even been successful with helping someone keep their house, that's stupidity. And anybody that follows that is just as stupid as that person. I know I'm stepping on toes because some people who listening to it have actually done that. People... I, some of these people that call themselves helping people don't even have a transportation to get around. But they could tell you, oh, I do this. No, because they're looking at stuff and they just want your money really quick. And then when it don't work, they stop answering the phone. 
Stop being gullible. Stop, start using your spiritual power. Because when you follow stuff like that, that means you're not operating in your true self. You're, you're operating in your false self. God said, let us make man in our image and likeness. And to have dominion over all things. So that doesn't sound like a person that's stupid. That sounds like a person who has power over all things. And the first power you need to have over is your thoughts, your thinking, and what you're following. That's the first job. It's funny. I was I was actually thinking about playing, you know, one of my videos or something tonight. I wasn't going to have a show, but I always do that. And then I get on here to talk and I get inspired to say things. So stop following nonsense, basically, is what I'm saying. Don't get caught up. Um, I was reading John chapter 2. The New International Version. I read this version because it's a little, you know, all the thou shouts and shout and all of that. You know, people get confused. So I like to just speak it straight. And I, I, I was looking at this scripture. And this is the, let, let me not tell you what it is. Let me just read it. It says, on the third day, the third day, the three is in there. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. And then Jesus said, woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my hour has not come yet. Now, I want you to pay attention to numbers. It's the third day was the first one. Then it says the hour, you know, 60 seconds in an hour, right? I mean, 60 minutes in an hour, 60 seconds in one minute, right? Okay. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now, even though he said, woman, what do I do? He, she just said, yeah, listen, okay, do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six, there's the number six, six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. So there you go, 20 to 30 gallons. So there was six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They, said, they did so, and the master of the banquet test, tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew, then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first, then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink, but you have saved the best till now. What is this representing where he took stone water jars, put the water in it, turned it into, into wine, and he gave them the better wine, not the old wine, right? And this wine was the best wine. This is another metaphorical, esoterical statement about becoming new, doing your best. He didn't give them anything old tasting. He gave them the best. And that's how we have to be behave. We, when you go to these second rate informational people that haven't proved anything, you're just listening to rhetoric, you go into old nonsense. Some of them people are teaching stuff from years ago that still gotten you know just nowhere. And none of y'all can sit on, people can't say they're not getting progress from when some of the things that I'm doing and putting forth, the people I'm connecting you with. And I can't take all the credit because I have other people who work with me 
They're doing, giving you information that you can use. The Christ mind represents doing everything perfect or being impeccable with what you're doing, being diligent in getting, seeking information, true information, not hearing hearsay and and, and repeating that. Because, see, people just sound ridiculous when they repeat hearsay. Now, I was going to go into all of the numbers and what they represent, but my spirit said hold off until next week. But I want you, I gave you the numbers, so write them all down, and we'll talk about it next week. Because there's a greater point I really want to get to with the scripture. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory, which he revealed his higher consciousness, his higher power. It's showing you that you have the same power. And his disciples believed in him. See, do you see that right there? They, 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 he called on his disciples, and because if you read the previous scriptures, they followed them. But Jesus didn't just talk. He showed, and he proved what he was saying. What, how are you listening to people that don't show and prove? Let me read it again. He said, what Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. I'm confused. Why do y'all want to keep listening to other people's processes as far as passport and everything when I have proven over and over again that what I've done worked? Now, somebody said, when are you going to release that new affidavit? I got two affidavits I'm sitting on. But why would I release the new ones when the first one is still working just as good as we did it the first time? When y'all start having problems with that one, I'll release the next one. But it ain't time. Listen, I listen only to one thing, the God in me, to do stuff. I take people's information under consideration, but I listen to one thing. If that's that fear is telling me to hold out, and it's been telling me. I've had the affidavit almost damn near close to a year now. No, actually longer. A year, the first one, year and three months. As I mentioned it, latter part of 20, was it last or 2020? 19, like the latter part of that, I mentioned about the the religious one. Then I have another one. Yo, and somebody asked me, oh, didn't you update it? Yeah, I updated, but you're not getting it. Get the one that that everybody else is getting it. What dues have you paid to get the, the updated one? If I'm going to give out the updated, I'm going to go to my, 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 my people who have supported me and, 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 and who gets in the membership. They'll be the first ones to get it. Here's an update. That's the benefits of being in my membership. Well, let me keep going. After this, he went down to Capernaum and his, with his mother and brothers and his disciples. There they stayed for a few days. A few days is three. A few days is three. Jesus clears the temple courts. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to, the, to Jerusalem. In the temple courts, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and others sitting at tables exchanging money. So he made a whip out of cords and drove all from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. To those who sold doves, he said, get these out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. So Jesus was a gangster, huh? Who says Jesus wasn't a thug? Only a, well, he was a righteous thug. He went in there and, come on. If you're really thinking about this, could he have been this little pansy-looking Jesus they'd be putting on the wall to do what he just did? He got a whip. Come on. He must have been fear-inspiring because people just followed. He got a whip and just took authority. And get ran them out. Come on, you see, you have to see, you see when you study the Bible and you you start to look at these things, you start to see the truth. He is not that 
that pansy they put up on the wall. He was not like that. And, of course, he definitely was not the same, that color skin. And it wasn't Jesus, by the way. It's Yeshua. His disciples remembered that it's written, zeal for your house will consume me. So Jesus lost his temper. But he didn't lose his grace. He didn't lose his his power. That didn't. So when people, oh, you got to be all meek and, and, and maltempered all the time. That's not. That's really not balanced. It's okay to show a little strength at times. And you will need it because when you're dealing with certain forces or the minds of people that try to impose their evil thoughts onto you, you got to show strength. You got to be a righteous warrior at times. The Jews then responded to him, what sign can you show us to prove your authority to all of this, to do all of this? And Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. The number three again. Three is like the number seven. It's a sign of completeness. They do it in court, hit that gavel three times. They replied, it has taken 46 years to build this temple, and you are going to raise it in three days? But the temple he had spoken of of was his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. So how do I relate this to commerce, what we're doing in this process? And the key is it says destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. So Tiffany hit me a couple of days ago because I actually wrote notes and everything, and it was all with the numbers. But my spirit said, hold off on the numbers, giving you that information. But what I really want to give you is, and it all has to tie into, sometimes I don't even know why I'm even talking about church, religion. I just hits me, I do, and then it ties into exactly what I'm doing. The church is automatically exempt, right? So in this process, you have to tear down destroy the temple that they built, the the illegus that they built for you to do commerce with for their benefit. And then you have to raise it again. Now, on my birth certificate, I was born October 27th. And three days later, they it was registered. I said, hmm, that's interesting how three days later they registered that then that, that my record of my birth, live birth, was registered three days. So what they did was a child of God was born, and they took and rebuilt, tore down, creating his birth certificate, and built their own false temple, their own false god to serve their needs. So we have to work everything backwards. We have to take that power back. Now, how do you do that? First, passport, claim who you are. Second, name change. Make sure that you are seen properly in your proper form, proper style. You can, And you can also do your authenticated birth certificate. Just authenticate that document. POA, power of attorney, get that registered, showing your relationship between you and the Inligus, who you are. Your bond, UCC, get those filed down in Maryland. Now, the part that has never been talked about. When have you ever went down, got filled out an SS4, and built you a a temple, built you a church, and got you a EIN number for it. Yeah, because when you go to the EIN online, they don't have, the very first page does not show you church. You have to click the other, and then church is right there. You check it, put the information in, I'll go over this with my members in detail, but I'm just throwing it out there generally right now. 
and I get an EIN number for my church. Now, what do you name the church? <laughs> I can't give y'all that here or this open ear. But anybody who has an ear will hear what I'm saying. Who know who who, who can catch it will know what to, what to do. Now the IRS allows you to backdate stuff to 25 years. So for people who are planning on having a child, they need to take that child and create a church because everybody is a temple. Everybody is a church. Everybody is a mosque or a synagogue. See, those places are nothing without you being there. A church is nothing if it has no members. So who is the church? The church are the people. It's just like if you watched um, the Avengers. They gave you the hint right there in the Avengers movie. I, I, I know I always reference that. And then when uh, Thor and them lost Asgard, not, it wasn't Avengers. It was the Thor where um, Ragnarok, and they lost Asgard. And they were trying to save it. And then he realized Asgard is not a place. It's a people. The temple is not a place. It's a people. It's you. So you're supposed to be building your perfect temple from day one, but no one ever taught you that. They taught you how to go to compulsory education and follow what these people are saying about go get a job and work for someone else. When God told you to be have dominion, your parents, your grandparents are telling you to go get college educations. So that you can work for someone else. I, I, I'm not against education, but I believe in education that's going to make your family prosper, to give a legacy. It's how you're being educated, what you're being educated to do. I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Go get the education, but get the education to be a boss. Not be a worker. Not be controlled. Have your time controlled. And I realize not everybody can do that or want to do that. I'm only talking to the people that say they want that. I want to be a boss. I want to own my time. I am a millionaire. I have unlimited abundance. And I say that with authority because things are not made from the things that are seen, things are made from the things that are unseen. So I have to speak everything as if I already have it and speak it with enthusiasm. So I know I just, some heads with that one. <laughs> Leave y'all to think about it. What is it, 749? Press one if you got a question, comment. Um, anybody getting on here trying to ask about questions or in my, anybody, let me just put this out there. Anybody that's in my private group and ask me a question about a question that's only for the private group, I would strongly suggest you not do that. Because I am on the edge of the start excommunicating people. Because I'm starting to realize some people are just not ready. And remember, membership only lasts a year. So some some of these classes I've been holding since about May. So we got a few more months left. Y'all better get it together. One year. All right. Um, I need some hands up. Who who got the, who who got something to say? Something to, to join in on? Uh, I got one hand up. Hold on, let me get this one. Three one three seven three seven. Pure energy from the deep. May it continue to radiate, permeate, saturate, inundate the cosmos. What up, Akeem? What's going on? Everything's good. How about you? Man, what you mean, bro? I'm feeling good, boy, after that sermon. What you talking about? I'm hyped. Because you are absolutely hyped. 
my, my redeemer, my repurchaser, my Christ, the thug, was a gangster. the tables, man. Look at this up off my old dude crib. You feel me? Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. Christ was a, he was a, he was just straight up. He he was about his business. He was about his father's business, and he wasn't playing. Man, he was about the father of all creation's business, bro. For real, he didn't hold him up when mm-hmm. he had to hold him up. You feel me? He mm-hmm. did. That was man. That was just you know hell of a and powerful because everything you say is absolutely right, bro. They believed in it. It wasn't no doubt that they believed that that man was something that was otherworldly. You see what I'm saying? It wasn't no Mm -hmm. doubt because it was proven over and over and over again. But like he Mm -hmm. himself said, if you search for the knowledge of the one true God, and what I really think personally that he meant by that, because if you cross-reference with Exodus, remember Moses went to Pharaoh, and the father of all creation, Yahweh, told him, you tell Pharaoh, I am the God of all gods, with an S. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't mm-hmm. more than one God, why would he have to make that statement? Mm-hmm. And what I really think he was trying to say is, listen, brother. It's a different time frame now, okay? Mm-hmm. The olden gods are no more. I need you to know that I am the universal intelligence that runs everything, even those mm-hmm. other gods you thought was a god. And I have one emissary, and that is, the firstborn of all creation. So right. that made him the number two being that was alive, period. Mm-hmm. And yep. when you start realizing just what Akeem is telling y'all, man, listen to the brother. Really listen. This brother been around for a minute. I'm a testimony. He'll tell you himself, bro, I... I came got processes, bro. I've done myself, and they've worked. He's even given me advice, personal advice. And I went and yeah, used it, and it kept me out of fucking, and, and it kept me out of jail. I'm not, as the young people would say, I'm not capping. This ain't no cap. This brother knows what he's talking about, man. I've been with him for six years, and he's been on longer than that. Yeah, think about it. You know, it's almost, you know, it's, well, shoot, yeah, six years. Yeah. Six I came years. on hindsight of October of 2015, and it will be six years this year. I've been with this brother, man. Yeah, and we, yeah. You know, yeah. longevity. Longevity. See, when I, I and I've said this before, man, and I'm gonna say it again. I feel like we part of a family, bro. You feel me? I hear you. I hear like you. you a part of my family, bro. You know, we used to talk in the private. You know what I'm saying? And I, I you know, I, I ain't never asked for something for nothing. You know, I know how it goes. And people, let me tell you, if you, 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 you want something for nothing, this don't work like that. You got to do your due diligence. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't. It don't, I don't work I like don't, that. Well, that's when you, I have, I know, I know, let me clear something. I do do charity. You know, people do consultations. I'll yeah, go yeah, over. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yes, oh, you do. But, but you know what I'm saying. Overall, I'm just saying overall, you're trying to get over and you're you trying to, to get shit for free. invest in your knowledge. I buy knowledge. I got, I just, I probably buy a book every week. And I got books over here I haven't even talked about. History of Virginia. It's a book from 1600. 
volume one and two where they showed definitively who the people really were. Um, and some other books I bought lately that I haven't had a chance to even mention on the air. Bro, um, I'm like you. I bought <laughs> last month. I bought no bullshit. Listen, last month I bought Chariots of the Gods by Eric Von Daniken. Okay, yeah. and I, I got uh, Five Hundred Nations. It's a book called Five Hundred Nations. And that boy show you about by all. The... Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I had to get this book I just bought, and this a book I, you know, when we done, I'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I bought a book called Five Hundred Nations. You know. Oh, uh, what's that about? The people, the cover of the people on American tribes, Aboriginal American oh, okay. tribes. You know, tribes that was like. here. Yeah. And on the front of that it, it's like all, all of them of color. They show a few light skins, a few tans, but for the most part, them them is 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 Aboriginal. They copper color. They ain't no Chinese, Mongolian, Eskimo looking motherfuckers, man. Mm-hmm. These ain't none of them. Yeah, you know on they, the front they, of they went. They did a they did a um, a very good job of reclassifying people. In the way they look, man, and y'all, um, uh, can, uh, y'all might want to look at the Racial Integrity Act. That got some hell of a information on it to see what they actually mm-hmm. did to us. It, it, it's crazy. It, it's crazy. Right. Man, your energy, man. You know, we radiate on a spiritual level, man. Because me and you, we sort of we truth seekers. You know what I'm saying? In the spirit, man. Right. We know yeah, the spirit, yeah. man. That's that, bro. That's just where it I is. I definitely it's, it's always that. seeking the truth. All right, September, let me move on. All right. Yeah, appreciate no you. Doubt. Thank you. Oh, yes. All right, so one of the books I meant to mention this last uh, week, uh, it's a book. You know, I talk about dictionaries, right? But the one dictionary y'all should get, Dictionary of Finance and Investment Terms. Over 5,000 terms to find and explain. It is, I got the fourth edition by John Downs. You can get it off of Amazon, Jordan Elliott Goodman. But let me, let me give y'all some definitions out of this book. Is it, they're, they're saying this stuff. The Bible talks about it. This one here. It's a... Uh, the definition, well, the term is called fallen angels. And the definition of that is bonds that were investment grade at the time they were issued but have since declined in quality to below investment grade BB or lower. Fallen angels are a type of junk bond, but the latter term is usually reserved for bonds that are originally issued with ratings of BB or lower. So fallen angels, don't the Bible talk about fallen angels coming from heaven? And involving themselves with the uh, the women of the earth, and I was flipping through this. It really opens your eyes so that you can really see <laughs> what these people are talking about when they're talking to you. See these terms that you think you know, you don't know. Uh, let's see if I can find another. It was one called Fat Cat. I thought that was just a slang, but no, that's an actual investment term. <laughs> yeah, Fat Cat is a an investment term. Oh, oh, you know, my daughter's visiting her mother this week. Uh, let me get. The, I forget. You know, she's been with me. I just totally forgot. I'll be right back. Hold on. I want to ask you a question here in this service tonight. And those of you looking in by television, I'd like to ask you a question also. What are you programming yourself for? What are you setting yourself up for? Because people in general are constantly programming themselves for things 
without realizing it. People are constantly setting themselves up for negative experiences without realizing it. And then some, many times after people condition themselves and set themselves up for certain negative experiences and these negative experiences come into their lives, they say, why did this happen to me? And I want to give you a good example of that right now. A few years ago, when I first came to the city of New York to minister in mass evangelistic work. All right, I'm back. Yeah, she's visiting for till next Monday because I'm about to head out of town tomorrow. I'm like, I'm always going out of town. Well, it's Beth's birthday in about a week. We were going to travel a week from now, but they started with these new mandates, so I had to bring that trip before all of those those craziness go down. So we had not be out of here for, for about five days. So, yeah, what was I saying? Fat cat, fat cat, fat cat, fat cat. All right, it says fat cat. This is an investment term. It's not a slang. <laughs> Wealthy person who has become lazy living off the dividends and interest from investments. Fat cats also tend to be offered special treatment by brokers and other financial professionals because they have so much money and their accounts can therefore generate large fees and commission. So that's, that's when they use that term fat cat. Federal Agency Security, debt instrument issued by an agency of the federal government, such as the Federal National Mortgage Association, Federal Farm Credit Bank, and the Tennessee Valley Authority. Though not general obligations of U.S. Treasury, such securities are sponsored by the government and therefore have high safety ratings. So there's your mortgage. Yeah, I, I, I just skimmed through it. Oh. You want to know? Human capital, skills acquired by a worker through formal education and experience and improve the worker's productivity, increase his or her income. So when when you're sending your kids off to school, they are making them human capital. This is an investment term. So the school system is designed to create human capital so that they can profit off of you, your labor, and your children's labor. So when you're running around, you need to get it so you can get a good job, you just, there it is, human cat. That's why you need books like this to see what's really going on. Um, let's see. Uh, let me see if I can find another one. that. Uh, I guess that's it. All right. All right. Well, it's 8.04. I got to get ready. I got to catch a plane tomorrow. Um, remember what I said. Your mind is your most valuable thing. Do not let it run you. You run it. And run it of thinking prosperous thoughts. If you say you want Abundance, you got to speak that abundance as if you already have it. You, there's no there's no way around it. And you got to get excited about it. If you want love, a good relationship, you got to be good. You have to be, have a good relationship, number one, with yourself. You know, people are asking for good relationships, and they don't even have a good relationship with themselves. And with that being said, I think I did enough preaching tonight, you know, hour, hour and five minutes. Um, peace, prosperity, extreme good health, and extreme wealth, peace. I want to ask you a question here in this service tonight. And those of you looking in by television, I'd like to ask you a question also. What are you programming yourself for? What are you setting yourself up for? Because 
People in general are constantly programming themselves for things without realizing it. People are constantly setting themselves up for negative experiences without realizing it. And then some, many times after people condition themselves and set themselves up for certain negative experiences and these negative experiences come into their lives, they say, why did this happen to me? And I want to give you a good example of that right now. A few years ago, when I first came to the city of New York to minister in mass evangelistic work, a lady came to me in counseling and said to me, Reverend Ike, I want you to pray for me. Because I am here in New York City working very hard, trying to keep up with my bills and not making much success. And at the same time, I'm trying to build myself a house back down in South Carolina where I came from. So that when I get old and feeble, I will have somewhere to go to. I can sit out on my front porch in my rocking chair. And so I looked at her and I said, Lady, do you know what you are doing to yourself? Here you are, healthy and strong, and you're programming yourself to become old and feeble. Listen to what she said again. I've talked about her many times. I just finally identified her Sunday, and I'm going to call her up here before the cameras in just a moment. <laughs> I said, you said, you're, you're saying that you're working hard, struggling, trying to build a house so that when you get old and feeble, you will have somewhere to go. I said, do you realize that you are programming yourself to get old and feeble? And so I talked her out of the idea of building a house and preparing it for her days when she would get old and feeble. I said, build a house, but build it to enjoy it. Don't build it for a place to get old and feeble in. It's like these people, you know, who save for a rainy day. Let me tell you, if you save for a rainy day, you're setting yourself up for a rainy day. You're programming yourself for a rainy day. I am not against saving, but don't save for a rainy day. Because if you save for a rainy day, honey, it's going to rain. 